We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two pitch, ball line to Yount, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air, Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center! He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive in the left field. This is hit well. And it's gone. You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Schneider. And me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast, uh, we sit here at our various desks, one in Dublin, Ireland, and one in Durham, North Carolina. And what do we have at our desk? We have brooms, Adam. Uh, We have brooms because the Milwaukee Brewers have done it again. They have swept fellow Major League Baseball team, this time the Seattle Mariners. And because uh, it's advised by anyone that would advise you on this, to you, you never sweep alone. So in light of that important, important recommendation, I'm here joined by you, Adam, to talk about the, the baseball team that has tied for the best record in the National League. How you doing? You never sweep alone? Uh... That's uh that's a it was a Seinfeld reference, kind of a low key Seinfeld oh, okay. reference when uh, the uh, the lip reading goes awry. So I kind of weaved in my own kind of, you know, uh bit around that. So, you okay. know, most of I my life I don't think I remember I say, that one, unfortunately. Uh, Not to derail saying, us early. They're saying they're at a party. They're saying, uh, do you want to sweep together? 
And oh. George's, George's lip reader says uh, <laughs> sleep or thinks that they're saying sleep. Sorry. Together. So I, I do a, a bit of misunderstanding, a I Seinfeld reference for all of you guys that uh, you know ever watch the show. But anyway, how you doing, Adam? Enough about Seinfeld. How, how's it going? I'm doing well. Rohan, if you're listening, Seinfeld was a very popular TV show in the 1990s. Um, yeah, I'm doing great. The Brewers are very, very good in spite of everything that the baseball gods continue to throw at them. Long road trips, tough schedule, seemingly endless injuries, some Manfred ball thrown into the mix. The Brewers just keep on winning and keep on winning. As you mentioned, they're tied with the other Braves. A 14-5 for the best record in the National League. I think we could say, you know, that's the true best mark in baseball because the Rays have been beaten, you know, frauds and phonies. Uh, it won't be long. It won't be long before that gap is bridged, Andrew. That's my take. But we could not have asked for more from the Brewers than this. What were they, 7-2 and two when they headed out on this trip? And we were very excited about that. And we were like, if they could just come back, if they go 500 in the trip... Instead, they go seven and three on the trip, and they're gonna come back to Amfam now at fourteen and five. That is very exciting. I hope people are catching on. I, I know our listeners know all about it, but tell your friends. Um, this Brewers team is a lot of fun, and they're really good. Like they can be better than this if they ever get some good luck with health. But as it is. They're really good. The vibes are good, and they seem to know how to win. Yeah, they've also got the second best uh, run differential in the National League as we record this uh, behind the Chicago Cubs, who are 11 and six and two games behind the Brewers. Uh, but the Cubs just played the Oakland Athletics, who are no longer uh, should or should no longer be considered a major league quality baseball team. They should be relegated. Uh, they soon will be relegated to Southern Nevada, it sounds like. So that that's something to keep an eye on going forward. Will they bring the uh, possum we die, with them, do you think? Uh, yeah, the possum, as I've noted, is the, the Oakland Athletics backup shortstop. Um, and they just need to leave him alone. If he wants to hang out in the the uh, opposing TV or radio booth while games are going on and he's not going to get any action that day, just, just let him watch the game from there. Leave him alone. Uh, there was also a possum running around Dodger Stadium, I think I read, uh, mm. uh, yesterday. Or wherever the Mets and Dodgers are playing. So possums are taking over baseball. That's what the subject for this uh, episode is about. Uh, but should we do, before we get into the series, should we do the thing we have to do yeah. at the beginning of every podcast, which is talk <laughs> about the latest people that got hurt? A regularly scheduled, uh, a regularly scheduled injury update, even. Um, yeah, we just slot it in for every single episode now. Yeah, so the first one um, is... Uh, it seems like it's not going to be serious. So Corbin Burns in um, game one of the series on Monday, a 7-3 Brewers win, which we'll talk about, uh, had what is now being termed a left pectoral strain that he suffered in a rundown. Um, a few innings before he would be removed from the game, he would end up going five and a third innings um, and then be removed due to that left pectoral strain. Uh, Craig Council said after the game, Quote, he's pretty optimistic. He did it on a tag to end the fourth thing, and it kind of progressively got a little tight on him. He called us out there when he didn't want to make it any worse. So sounds like a bit of precaution. Currently, he is penciled in uh, to get a start in this series uh, upcoming against the Red Sox. But it's just, uh, you know, a week or so after 
Brandon Woodruff goes down, and it would, for what will seem like a considerable amount of time, uh, your ace and your Cy Young winner uh, gives you a little bit of a scare. But it, I'm, I'm glad it sounds like it's not going to be anything to worry about. Yeah, I don't know if I can go that far on the latter part yet. I'm encouraged I don't think it's a big deal and that he may not miss a start, but let's see how he gets through that start and let's hope it's not something that gets aggravated or becomes a problem after that or that he feels it again after that. So I think even with relatively good news in the moment, I don't feel like we're anywhere close to out of the woods on that one until one, we see how Corbin pitches in that game and honestly in his next few starts um, and two, to make sure just that it doesn't outright recur or get worse or that the pain doesn't develop in a new way beyond that not what we want better than you know straight from the bat it being a case of oh he's gonna miss multiple starts and he's going to see a specialist and all of that kind of thing but i guess we'll wait and see we'll see how it plays out we'll see how he looks and hopefully hopefully it is as minor as everyone seems to feel like uh yeah that's that's what we're uh, hoping for. Uh, some less positive news on the injury front. Uh, Garrett Mitchell would hurt himself in uh, a game a day later on Tuesday. Um, they're calling it a left shoulder subluxation, so a partial dislocation. Uh, he hurt it on a, a slide that he had to kind of get acrobatic with <laughs> to slide in safely. Stayed in the game and then seemed to know that there was something wrong when making what was a pretty damn good throw um, an, an inning later to try and get a runner down at the plate. So he'll go to the 10-day IL for now. Um, and Blake Perkins has been recalled from AAA Nashville. We had a lot of fun speculating, wondering if, if Sal Freelich uh, would be the guy that would come up. But it seems like he um, has a bit of a thumb issue right now. And obviously Perkins is on the 40-man and... Free look is not, so that might have been the move anyway. Um, yeah, Mitchell uh, leading the Master Brewer leaderboard right now uh, with five beers on the season uh, has shown a nice mix of speed and power and has played a really good defense in center field as well. So this loss is one I'm a bit more concerned about. I think uh, there are a lot of different ways that um, Craig Council could go with the composition of the outfield during this obviously Perkins should could get some time and I'm sure he will uh see a day or two in the lineup uh just to, to get him some at bats and, and see what he's got there but obviously Joey Weimer can play uh center field Owen Miller played it in spring training Miller's gotten time in left field and right field now with the major league team Brian Anderson can play right field with Weimer in center and then Mike Rosso can get some more at bats at third base there are a few different ways to go about this but the big thing is uh you know, you had to feel good about the way Mitchell was playing and, and having him uh, out of the lineup is not fun. Yeah, and indeed, uh, you might have missed it because I know you missed just the very end of um, Game 3 of this series, but Perkins has already been in a game for the Brewers. Yes, I did see this, yeah. Uh, he came in as a pinch runner for Rowdy Tellez. So, yet to pick up an at-bat, but he has been in the game. Maybe it's going to become easier to, uh, you know, remember his name, remember his face. We joked about that before the season. First and foremost, on, on Mitchell, it was an incredible, incredible slide into third where he injured himself. Like, again, Garrett Mitchell just continues to showcase really remarkable athleticism. I hope this is not 
bad in any meaningful way because he has been great to start the season and we spent a lot of a lot of the offseason kind of very cautiously approaching what he did late last year and the impact he made as yeah it was good he was he was someone who came up made a difference and he certainly brought some energy and gave them a spark when the team desperately needed it to even try to make a run uh for the wild card spot but is he that guy is he where does he like rank among the brewers various outfield prospects so for him to come in and start the season the way he did it's like oh no he is that guy and he may be right amongst the core of that. One way or another, that was a good place to be, um, even if that means there'll be decisions down the line, which you know there will be. And both for the future and for the now, I think the Brewers are a better team with what Garrett Mitchell brings at their disposal. So it's a tough one. Hopefully we get some good news and it's not something that's going to see him out for an extended period of time. Um, and hopefully just these injuries can stop. How about that? How about we go a series or two without anyone picking up any kind of injury? This feels about as bad as like the most kind of snake bitten spells the Brewers had last season. So to have it kind of pretty much from the jump that you're having to to react like this, and it really has been. If we go back to Luis Arias and how early in the season he picked up his injury, um, it's been quite a kind of tumultuous ride for the Brewers in terms of navigating all of that and just makes it all the more impressive that they're 14 and 5. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um like if if you had told us at the beginning of the season that they would have all the injury issues that they've had and that they've still uh put together this run, I think we would have been surprised. So it goes to show you the ability for for council to kind of hold a clubhouse together even during times uh of adversity and guys stepping up when they need to uh to keep the winning going uh despite you know there's always going to be thoughts in your mind of where well when's woody getting back or is burns really hurt but so far they everyone else around them has stepped up you've seen guys in the rotation give big performances you've seen guys give unexpected performances and they've kept it really rolling uh last bit of news before uh transitioning to uh the games themselves the brewers have made an acquisition i have claimed uh jb bukowskis off of uh waivers from the seattle mariners he was then assigned to triple a nashville bukowskis is a pitcher he was a first round draft pick originally out of the university of north carolina um and has never really panned out um as a big league player to this point um he's gotten time at the major league level uh with Arizona in 2021, a 7.79 ERA across 17 and a third innings, uh, pitched in one game this year before for the Mariners, um, and has now been claimed by the Brewers. He is a 26-year-old relief pitcher, and uh, just another guy in Nashville to be there as a uh, lottery ticket to see if you can, you know, get him into the pitching lab and and see what you got. So. Not sure when or if he'll ever factor into the major league roster, but definitely uh, some news along uh, the wire, I guess, is what 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 they call that, Adam. Sure is. We get into the series. Let's do it. Milwaukee Brewers, as we mentioned, taking on the Seattle Mariners in Seattle, wrapping up this long and 
arduous road trip that has actually not been that arduous. I, well, if the composition of the games have been pretty stressful, but nevertheless. Uh, Corbin, you know, it's easy for you to say it's not being arduous, but, you know, the players, they might have other ideas. Um, the medical yeah. team, they might have other ideas. I have other ideas, you know. It's not being favorable for me, particularly. I mean, this series is probably the least I've got to watch live of any so far this season. So I'm happy to get them back to Amphan. That's true. I'm just sitting on my couch with a no free ads beer. Like they're they're playing the game, so you know it's it's arduous for those that have uh, been away from their beds for <laughs> a week or more. Uh, Corbin Burns on the mound against Chris Flexen, as we mentioned. Brewers get the starting or the scoring started off in the second on a Luke Voigt double that would score Rowdy Telez. Owen Miller uh, getting some time in this series follows that with a single to center to score Brian Anderson. And then Joey Weimer grounds into a fielder's choice to make it three nothing Brewers after the top of the second inning. The Mariners would get one back on a Cal Raleigh homer to right center field in the second. As we mentioned, uh, Burns would leave. Um, after five and a third innings pitch, three hits, two runs. They're both earned two walks, three strikeouts. So not as sharp as outing, obviously pitching, uh, some part of that game after irritating, uh, the left pectoral. So, uh, not as sharp as outing, but gave the Brewers a chance to win and kept them in the game. Um, Brian Anderson in the sixth inning adds to the scoring with a single to left field to make it four, one Brewers in the sixth. Uh, after uh, Corbin Burns was removed, Peter Strzelecki comes on and allows a double to tie France to score J.P. Crawford. In the seventh inning, we get uh, Brax Terrain coming in to pinch hit for Owen Miller. He sends a home run to right center field to make it 5-2 Brewers. William Contreras singles to center also in the seventh to score Christian Yelich. 6-2 Brewers after the seventh inning. Um, Julio Rodriguez would make it 7 or excuse me, six to three Brewers with a home run for the Mariners in the eighth. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, I don't know if you know this, Adam, but after watching this series and just watching him in general, turns out he's really good at baseball. Um, Rowdy Telez ends up uh, scoring in the ninth on a fielding error by J.P. Crawford at 7-3 Brewers. At that point, uh, Yoel Piamps comes on in the ninth to close things down, and the Brewers win this game 7-3. So, uh Injury scared of Corbin Burns, but the bats kept the scoring going all night, scoring in the second, sixth, seventh, and ninth. Brewers win 7-3 and get good bullpen performances from Hobie Milner and Yoel Piamps. Yeah, and a continuation of, I guess, some of the teams we're seeing emerge from the Brewers season as we just get set to the 20-game mark. They're scoring early and often, which was very rare occurrence last year. And it's freeing them up significantly. Um, beyond that, they're scoring, I think, just a steadier, more consistent flow of runs. We know that the offense was certainly high-powered at times last year, but we know a lot about the droughts it could go through as well. So far, we're not seeing as much of that. And the pe- payoff to that is for example i mean you mentioned okay this is not corbin's best outing five and a third three hits two walks um two runs but that's okay now where last year that's probably a real problem um the brewers are right up against it and you're like can they can they get three runs can they get over the hump to get back into a game like that where in this case yeah the three runs but the second inning is it's not a big deal 
So I think that's got to be a factor. I know we've talked about it for some of the lesser lights who are being called upon right now, the likes of Colin Ray and even some of the bullpen guys, I guess, who the bullpen makeup, we've talked about plenty of times. It's interesting. You've got a lot of guys who are kind of seizing a long-awaited first opportunity or second chance in the big leagues or somewhat rehabilitating their career. The Brewers are doing a great job of giving all their pitchers a little bit of insurance. And even when something goes wrong, it doesn't often have the feeling of, well, this is completely disastrous. This is going to lose a game. And I, I think we're seeing the benefits of that all across the pitching staff, both starters and an ace like Corbin Burns, and also right the way down to the relievers. Brian Anderson just continuing to look absolutely fantastic in this game. Big, big deal. And probably one that it still feels like, and I know at this point, I think after this game, he was tied for the National League lead in RBIs, which I'm assuming he has now dropped off a bit. But even just being in the mix on that front is pretty amazing. And it feels like as much as he's been really good and he's had a couple of signature moments and we talked about him early, mostly in the episodes where you and I had been at games in person, I feel like he is still somewhat of a, like a background figure. And yet what he's been doing, particularly with Luis Arias out and being forced into what is very much an everyday starting role. I mean, he was probably going to be close to that between right field and third base anyway, but there's, there's no wiggle room really for that at the moment. When he gets a day off, it's a surprise. He's continuing to deliver at a very, very high rate. And that's been crucial to the Brewers success. Yeah. And the, the thing about Anderson is he's even had uh, his first slump in there and he's come out of it and he's hitting 273, 342, 455. And even if even if he levels out to a player whose rate stats are a little lower than that, if he's got a close to a mid 300s OBP and is hitting for you know a, a little bit of power, I think the Brewers are going to be really thrilled with with that level of production, especially with what type of signing Anderson was. I mean, he he was somebody looking to reclaim his career after injuries had derailed him in Miami. And so far, so good early in the season for Anderson. It's been, like you said, a, a very key part of, of this Brewers team. Has has looked good defensively at um, two, uh, two positions. Like you said, third base and right field. I don't have any of the uh, defensive metrics in front of me, but obviously we've still got time for that to play out in any way. Um, but yeah, good game for from Anderson. And even even as minor blips on the radar and slumps come, if he can level out and to be the kind of player that he's been to start the season, they'll be thrilled with that signing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Uh, Moving on to game two, Colin Ray on the mound against Logan Gilbert. Colin Ray coming off that stellar performance against the San Diego Padres, and the Brewers would... uh, stake him to an early lead. Christian Yelich leadoff home run to left field makes it uh, one to nothing in the first. In the third, Yelich adds to the scoring with a single to right field uh, that would score Owen Miller to make it two nothing. And also in the third, a Willie Adamas double scores Christian Yelich to make it three nothing Brewers after the third inning. Uh, the third inning is where things would uh, get tough for Colin Ray. He would not turn in the, the same level of performance that he did uh, in his first start, but really the only truly troublesome inning was that third. Uh, in the third, Cal Raleigh doubles to right field to score. Julio Rodriguez and Ty France makes it 3-2 Brewers at that point. Hernandez hits a sack fly to center to score. Eugenio Suarez to make it 3-3. And then a bit of bad luck for Colin Ray. Uh, Tommy Lastella hits a jam shot single into left field to make it four to three Mariners, uh, that entire three, nothing lead going away in that third inning overall five innings, pitch five hits, four runs, all earned two walks, two strikeouts for Colin Ray, uh, bounce back from that third inning to go scoreless in the fourth and the fifth. Um, o- overall, I, I, I think you have to be happy with that performance, um, from a guy who was not expected to be counting on going into the season, been pressed into, uh, emergency duty and continues to acquit himself. Well, for sure. I mean, even like I, I think he, we would have liked a little bit more here in terms of it would be great if he hadn't given up four and runs. But if he's going to do that every start and give them five innings pitched, I think you'd kind of take it and be like, OK, the Brewers are going to be in every game. I mean, you just don't need to see him get completely shelled where it's like, OK, they're having to make a pitching change in the. The second or the third, it's completely throwing the bullpen out. Like part of it has to be that someone like him is going to come up and eat innings. And to his credit, he's been doing a whole lot better than that. So if that continues, it's going to be a colossal, colossal win for the Brewers. Um, again, I, 
I'm inclined to be pretty impressed by his pitch count. I mean, five innings pitch, 73 pitches. He is not getting himself in the kind of spots that, again, don't just have a kind of, don't just ruin his start or potentially cost you a game, but have a knock-on effect day to day to day and carry over into a series. And at the end of a long road trip and to go on and sweep a good team, the kind of thing you need is your starting pitchers stepping up. So you're not having to go that little bit extra in what you're asking from uh, your bullpen. So just the fact that he gets five innings again is maybe most important of all. Could have been a little bit better, but it's essentially one blip of an inning on the radar for him. And that's really across two starts now. So could not ask for more than what Colin Ray has given the Brewers so far. Uh, matching him on the other side, uh, or I guess in the other dugout, was was Logan Gilbert, a, a big right-hander for the Mariners who had a really good 2022 season, put up a 3-2-0 uh, ERA and 185 in the third innings. Uh, a big piece of that rotation. And, and Gilbert goes six innings, five hits, four runs. They were all earned. No walks and eight strikeouts. Two home runs being the the big things that uh impacted his day that he looked really good at times um but in that sixth inning uh that would be his last inning of work Willie Adamas hits a homer to to right center field to make it 4-4 so just just barely ruining Gilbert's day who who thought he was gonna outlast uh some early trouble to put him in position for the win but it was not to be Following Colin Ray with some scoreless work from Hobie Milner, uh, Yoel Piamps, and Matt Bush. Matt Bush uh, in game one of this series uh, was the one that uh, allowed a late home run to Julio Rodriguez. Uh, Bush came into this game and looked great. Three strikeouts, no hits, no walks. Really bounced back from that tough outing um, the day before. Um, And we'll get to this later, but he worked all three games of this series and uh, really bounced back after uh, a shaky outing. in, in the first game, and then uh, some shaky outings earlier in the season. So nice to see Bush kind of f- find some form. Uh, Devin Williams also threw a scoreless ninth inning, one inning pitch, a walk, three strikeouts. That would take us two extra innings. In the 10th inning, the Brewers would get the scoring started with a Bryce Terang uh, double play. They would end up scoring Garrett Mitchell, who uh, was uh, the runner that started at second, obviously, uh, a play earlier when he had to make that acrobatic slide at third was where he got hurt would stay in the game and score the run there in the 10th inning Bryce Wilson comes on um to uh face the Mariners and after spiking a ball into the dirt at home plate that would allow a runner to get to third uh there would be a ground out to Willie Adamas held the runner at third with one out but then Ty France would hit a sacrifice fly to center field scoring old friend Court- Colton Wong it's 5-5 at that point going on to the 11th inning the Brewers would score uh, William Contreras on a Willie Adamas ground out to shortstop, and then Bryce Wilson would stay in the game and get out of the 11th. 40 pitches for Wilson. It's not always pretty, but at the end of the day, the, the Brewers go into extra innings and uh, outlast the Mariners and, and get the job done to win 6-5. to five. And again, it's it's volume. I mean, that's a massive difference between what the Brewers had at their disposal last year to this year. There weren't many guys last year at all. I think it happened a little bit with Strez late in the season. The Craig would trust to go out for multiple innings. We're seeing Bryce be a multiple inning reliever over and over again, <laughs> increasingly in higher leverage situations, 
which I don't know really if any of us had on our preseason predictions. Um, and yet to be able to go out and look, get yourself in a bit of trouble, but you're in tough spots. You've got the zombie runners to deal with. 40 pitches, no earned runs, help your team to a win. Amazing. Amazing. Again, like what we were expecting out of him, this is far beyond that. And if it continues, what a weapon Bryce Wilson is going to continue to be for the Brewers. So, I mean, we have touched on it. We'll continue to, and let's hope it holds. There's a lot of season left. But the bullpen was always going to be the key here. And I remember personally saying this is either going to be a great bullpen or an absolutely terrible bullpen. And I thought there was no in-between. And I <laughs> I still think it's possible we see both ends of that this season. Um, because, look, it's, it's harem scarum. It's, you know, it's... It's never an easy ride when the ball gets handed over to the Brewers relief pitchers, but they are finding a way to get it done, and that's really all that matters. Yeah, definitely a bit of a roller coaster ride on on uh, the tenth and the eleventh inning. I'll shout out someone's work that's not mine though, because it was an interesting read on Brew Crew Ball about Bryce Wilson's changing pitches. He's throwing a slider or something that's registering as a slider on StatCast, but is really more of a cutter that seems to be a new weapon for him. And then it, he has changed the shape of his four-seam fastball, which was a pitch that got hammered um, when he was with the Pirates and the Braves. So maybe reason for optimism that uh, whatever Wilson, Wilson is doing um, could be sustainable. Two hits and two walks across the two innings, so a little bit scary, but he got the job done, so we'll take it. Do we have the uh, the author name of Fruit Crew Ball in that? Oh, Jack Stern. Sorry. Apologies. No, no, that's cool. Shout out to uh, Jack. Move... It's interesting. Yeah, it was it was a good piece. Um, so I would recommend uh people go read it. Uh final game of the series, wrapping it up in the afternoon, Eric Lauer on the mound against Marco Gonzalez. And uh Marco Gonzalez was uh really baffling the Brewers for a long time in this game. Uh until he wasn't. <laughs> um the Mariners would get the scoring started off. In the third, home run by Julio Rodriguez uh, makes it 2 nothing Mariners. But other than that, uh, Eric Lauer pitched himself out of all the trouble he got in. Um, seven two-thirds innings pitch, four hits, just the two runs on the Rodriguez homer, just one walk, four strikeouts. Uh, really, the biggest thing about this Lauer performance for me was just him going deep into a game uh, at the end of a series, at the end of a road trip where they needed some bulk. They didn't have too many bullpen weapons at their disposal, and they would end up going to Matt Bush for a third day in a row um, as well. So it's still not ideal. But, yeah, just tough, gutty outing out of Eric Lauer. And after a tough outing a few starts ago where he gave up six runs, he, he settled into kind of that – um. ERA around four goes deep into games, keeps you in games, fourth starter that they expect him to be. Um, and with guys, yeah, it's well, the he's Eric Lauer groove. Yeah, he's got a contractually obligated to give up at least one homer in the start. Uh, so that's never fun and and not something that you want to see continue. But if you're able to to pitch around that, then you've done your job. And when you're giving up the homer to Julio Rodriguez, I I don't really know 
what what I could criticize about that. If I had to pitch to him, um, he'd he'd go four for four with four homers in, in every game he played. But uh, yeah, just uh, a performance when you needed it from Lauer going into the off day. Now everyone can reset and uh, the bullpen can get some rest, and a lot of that is thanks to Lauer. Yeah, and again. It's like you could have come back from this trip, particularly after the injuries, in a much worse position if your bullpen had been run ragged. And instead, to get from this series, at minimum, everyone going five was your, your starters, and then to get Lauer nearly touching eight, it's a big deal. It just puts you in position to continue succeeding in spite of some of the adversity they're battling with. So it means more, particularly when someone who is one of the more established brewers, one of the more established starters like Eric Lauer could step up, deliver a performance like that. Um, it really puts everyone on the team in a better spot to try and keep this run going, to keep winning games, um, to look ahead and be like, okay, we're ready to go again. We're ready to go again. Because it's not just the brewers. We know how grueling this season is for everyone. Um, and every little bit of borrowed rest you can kind of steal there. That's helpful. I mean... Not sure we got Matt Bush a whole lot of rest to this series, but we can get to that. Let's talk about the seventh inning, Adam, because this is when the the on-base parade started. Uh, Marco Gonzalez going out um, for the top of the seventh inning for Seattle after throwing six scoreless innings. William Contreras greets him with a single to center field. Ground ball single to center field, the William Contreras special, or, or a, a flipped opposite field single. Those are his two calling cards right now. Uh, Jesse Winker follows that with a single of his own. Uh, this would lead to the Mariners going to the bullpen. Marco Gonzalez's day is done. He leaves with two runners on, and Matt Brash comes into the game. Matt Brash, uh, a guy who had pitched uh, in the game that went to extra innings, he relieved Logan Gilbert, pitched an inning, one walk, two strikeouts, was looking particularly nasty. Um but the Brewers were able to get to him this time. Uh, Brian Anderson follows with a single to load the bases. Luke Voigt then singles to score William Contreras, make it 2-1 Mariners. Uh, Owen Miller would then fly out to right. Brewers unable to to score the runner from third there. Uh, Christian Yelich pinch hits for Joey Weimer and strikes out swinging. Uh, and then Bryce Terang um, with uh, a single to left field that I think he would end up reaching second. Um after the the throw to the plate, scores Brian Anderson and Jesse Winker. That would make it 3-2 Brewers. They go and grab the lead. Rowdy Telez then pinch hits for Mike Brasso. Singles to center to score Luke Voigt and Bryce Terang. 5-2 Brewers. Just uh, just the hit parade and uh, getting guys on, moving them over, station-to-station baseball. Uh, that that was a, It was a really fun inning. Your 2023 Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, this is what they're capable of. That just wasn't quite there for them last year. Um, This is why to get a little bit ahead of ourselves before we recorded, Andrew and I were trying to work out, you know, which position players were deserving of Master Brew points. And you kind of look at it and you're like, did anyone put a complete kind of really strong series together? And to that, the answer might be no. And yet the Brewers averaged six runs a game across the series that's a great place to be in because absolutely everyone on this roster right now is capable wherever they end up in the lineup whatever position they're asked to play they go out they give what they can and we're getting a lot of hits we're getting i think really good play discipline overall and 
the rewards are very clear for everyone to see. So, yeah, just a, a very, very fun way to see the Brewers pile up runs, for to see the Brewers come from behind. Because again, and correct me if you feel like I'm overstating this, but I, I feel like if we were to see the Brewers down three runs and they had five in the seventh last year, we're talking multiple homers. Like that's that's the only way that was happening last season. So to see the evolution where this is now very much within their wheelhouse, and you can have confidence, kind of one guy to the next of yeah, sure Luke Voigt can come up and hit a single here, and let's just keep this thing moving, keep this thing moving. Uh, I think that's a great, great development for the Brewers, but also I think for uh, the sanity of Brewers fans. I think we'll still have that moments where. Uh, of course, it's a, where they, it's a long where season. It's a long season. Where they are in the lineup. Um, I think they scored the 10th most runs in baseball this year. Um, so the, the offense is uh, just a tick above league average in terms of raw run scoring. And so you, you like to see that. And But that's wasn't it top pitching, 10 last the, year too? Wasn't that the, like pit, that's the thing? It's the different the pitching staff. The, well, the pitching staff's keeping them in games better than they were last year. The third in ERA. Uh, at 3.02 behind just the Rays in Minnesota. So it feels like they're just tying together games in a much more complete way and that they're they're never out of a baseball game. And like that that inning just goes to show you. I mean, your Eric Lauer keeps them at arm's length from this lead and then you get to William Contreras and Jesse Winker, two high on base contact guys, they get the inning started and then it's just a, a parade from there. So I think it's just this team feels more complete. A lot of that's just having some of that new infusion of of talent in guys like Tarang, guys with great plate discipline and, and Contreras and Winker, Voigt starting to come into his own. And then now this this might start to regress as the the uh, injuries actually take effect, but then just mm-hmm. the run prevention so that they're uh, it's a two nothing game in the the seventh, and not a five nothing game. And, and right now, just they feel like a complete team, and it's it's really fun to watch. It sure. Is. Um, from from that point, um, Eric Lauer would stay in the game. Blake Perkins, who pinch ran for Rowdy Telez, would come into play center field. Brian Anderson would, would move to third base. Uh, Owen Miller would go to right field. So just getting guys time. Uh, at various outfield spots, Owen Miller is just like just gonna circle the outfield uh, and just like it's gonna be like musical chairs wherever he decides to stand is where he's gonna play. Uh, Flower would induce a a ground out, uh, another ground out, another ground out. One, two, three, seventh inning. At that point, I thought he was done. He was not done after old friend Trevor Gott throws a scoreless uh, eighth inning for the Mariners. Lauer stays in the ball game in the bottom of the eighth. Allows a leadoff single, but then induces two flyouts. Um, that would be the end of the day for Eric Lauer. Like we said, seven and two thirds innings pitch, just the two earned runs. Uh, Peter Strzelecki comes on, gets a strikeout to end the inning. Heading on to the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, things would get a little more stressful. Peter Strzelecki uh, allows a double to tie France. Eugenio uh, Suarez then is hit by a pitch, a single to center, loads the bases with the score. Five to two Brewers. Cal Raleigh pinch hits for AJ Pollock, strikes out swing, and then a Jarrett Kelnick single to center scores Ty France to make it five to three with one out. 
Uh, Tommy Lostella pinch hits for the Mariners. Matt Bush comes on for Milwaukee and induces a foul out to Tommy, Tommy Lostella. Uh, and then Caballero pops up to third. Matt Bush closes things down in the ninth by inducing some weak contact. And the Brewers win the game 5-3 to three with that. Great performance from Lauer. Uh, seventh inning hit parade. And then Matt Bush stepping up yet again after a shaky start to his Brewers tenure, we'll call it. it not even just this season. Uh, the tail end of last season, too. There, there were some shaky moments. But looks to have bounced back with, with two really great outings. And the Brewers come away with a sweep of the Mariners. And then uh, there you have it. The Brewers are 14-5. and five. The best team in the National League, we'll call it. I'm, I'm just gonna say that, uh, even though it might not be you true, but it. they have the best record. So <laughs> you say it. You you talk your shit, Andrew. Um... <laughs> I, I need the Houston Astros to do do me some help on that this weekend down in Atlanta. We'll see how that happens. Look, even I mean, this was something I tried. I won't, I won't fully lean into it. I tried to set up a certain standings watch with a with a certain NL team last year which maybe we can get to do in a more interesting more fun way this year we'll watch how that develops uh just yeah you your your life just continues to circle around itself Andrew there's no getting away from all of it so if the Brewers and Braves are going to be locked in the standings well that's how they'll be locked up on top shall we move on to the master brewer leaderboard Adam let's do it all right getting two beers Eric Lauer, seven and two-thirds innings pitched, a walk, four hits, two runs, four strikeouts. Like we said, the length and going deep into that game was key. Hobie Milner, two and a third innings pitched, one walk, two strikeouts, no run. Uh, Yoel Piamps, one and two-thirds innings pitched, one hit, one strikeout, no runs. We're also going to retroactively retroactively uh, give Yoel Piamps a beer for the previous series against the Padres, in which he pitched very well. Oversight on my part. Apologies. Uh, Bryce Wilson, two innings pitch, two walks, two hits, a strikeout. Uh, no earned runs allowed. Obviously allowed the first Manfred runner to score, but um, from he would then get out of the eleventh. And uh, you know, if it, it's he, he's high on this leaderboard, but he just keeps getting the job done in his particular role. Matt Bush, two and two thirds innings pitch, a hit, four strikeouts, uh, one run on the Julio Rodriguez homer. Really bounced back from that. Pitched in every game this series. Devin Williams, an inning pitch. One walk, three strikeouts. Um, Christian Yelich, three for 12 in the series, had that big game where he was three for five with the homer on the RBI single. Uh, Three runs scored, two RBI in the series. Brian Anderson, four for 14, two runs in RBI. And then Willie Adamas, who had that uh, big game where his home run would tie things up, which helped the Brewers get to extra innings and eventually get the win. Also had a double that scored Christian Yelich in that game uh, and an RBI ground out in the 11th inning to give them the win. Your master brewer leaderboard through 19 games, Garrett Mitchell, Brian Anderson, and Bryce Wilson lead the way with five. Devin Williams, Willie Adamas, Peter Strzelecki with four. Eric Lauer, Yoel Piams, Hobie Milner, Christian Yelich, Wade Miley, Bryce Terang, William Contreras with three. Rowdy Telez, Joey Weimer, Jesse Winker, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Gus Farland, Corbin Burns, Javi Guerra with two. Victor Caratini, Colin Ray, Luke Voigt, Mike Rosso with one. That is your leaderboard through 19 Major League Baseball games. Anything know, to add, Adam? Well, I know you're kind of laughing about Bryce being there, too, and how unexpected that is. Honestly, though, I think Bryce, Mitchell, and Anderson as the as the trio at the top, we wouldn't have seen that coming on opening day if you said who will, 
who will be the three players tied at the top of the Master Brewer leaderboard through the Mariner series. So overall, plenty of surprises. Moving on to the weekend ahead, obviously an off day on Thursday. Um, Friday, April 21st, 7-10 Central start against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Freddie Peralta will take on Nick Pavetta. Saturday, 6-10 Central start. Wade Miley takes on Garrett Whitlock. And then currently penciled in uh, a one ten Central start on April 23rd, a Sunday, Corbin Burns versus Brian Bello or Bayo. I can't remember how it's pronounced. I was listening to a podcast about him the other day. Um, but yeah, and then after that, three against the Tigers, and then the following weekend, three against Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, and the Los Angeles Angels. So some intriguing series uh, coming up. Obviously, the the more balanced uh, scheduling where everyone sees everyone at their place over a two-year period uh, leads to some, some more exciting matchups. So uh, people in Milwaukee, go out and, and watch these games. Uh, Boston is 9-10 and 10 on the season uh, in the loaded AL East, who is home to the team with the best record in baseball right now, the 16-3 and three Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so Boston fighting and scrapping at the, the bottom of that division. So they'll, they'll probably come in hungry, and uh, hopefully the Brewers keep the winning ways going and uh, shut them down. Well, what do you think of the Red Sox this year? It's a team I don't really have a handle on, so I'm trying yeah. to work out what I should expect from this series. Uh, I think a lot of... Red Sox fans are calling this a, a bit of a bridge year. Obviously, they lose Xander Bogarts to San Diego on that um, absurd deal. They re-sign Rafael Devers. Trevor Story gets hurt. Their rotation is relying on a lot of older guys and then middle-of-the-pack guys. I mean, you've got an aging Chris Sale and Corey Kluber, Nick Pavetta leading that rotation, and they're trying to convert Garrett Whit- Whitlock, or I guess he was always a starter, but they're trying to make Garrett Whitlock a middle of the rotation starter when there's a lot of debate amongst fans about whether he's best served in a multi-inning bullpen role. Right now, they've scored 100 runs and given up 103, so a minus three run differential. The lineup is a lot of guys who you're like, yeah, he's he's okay. I mean, uh, Tristan Casas, a rookie who's uh, projected to be more of a walks and power guy um devers is obviously the key to that lineup kike hernandez uh masataka yashida is kind of disappointed after his his hot uh world baseball classic they lost adam duvall to injury early in the season relying on justin turner at dh an older player they signed in the offseason alex verdugo hit a walk-off homer the other day so they've got a lot of competence within their roster but beyond Devers, no real star power and just kind of seem like, I don't know, like it's tough to see what direction that they see the franchise actually going in. Like they're just on the cusp of competing or just on the cusp of fading into mediocrity. And they might lean more towards mediocrity, especially after last year's tough year. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was even wondering about because obviously you look at the the very early American League standings now. And as we joked about last week, you know, it's hard to judge these teams the Brewers play because they all just pick up these losses that just knock them out of where maybe they rightfully belong. But you see the Mariners now just below the Red Sox. And my feeling was the Mariners are probably a much better team than the Red Sox this year. And we'll see that play out. But 
Hey, let's get let's get a look up close at the Boston Red Sox and let's see what the Brewers can do against them. Yeah, and hopefully me just saying they're mediocre didn't just put well, some jinx on the Brewers. No, I, you don't have that power. Don't put that on yourself. Don't, it's just the, things are going well for the Brewers. If we're saying stuff about players who wouldn't get injured, who are getting injured, I'd, I'd then be willing to listen. But you don't have those powers for teams. All right. I think that pretty much does it for now. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Really, right now, you should be should be soaking up as much Brewer stuff as you can. I mean, I know the Brewers are not the only show in town, and you know, go books, very much go books. Go check out the Euroset Podcast Network main feed, um, where there's a post game two show where the guys broke down the books blowout win to get back on track in their first round series against the Heat. Hopefully. You know, Brewers co-owner Giannis Antetokounmpo will be back starting very, very soon, and the books will start to level all in front of them. But it's it's one of the most fun times of the years when the Brewers are good and the books are, you know, winning meaningful playoff games. Doesn't get much better for Milwaukee sports than that. So subscribe to Cruising for a Bruising. Subscribe to your step podcast network. And of course, also, just because Numac would kill me if I didn't find a way to work it in, you should also subscribe to Talking to Tundra. One of these days, Andrew, I don't know how many episodes we've said this for now, but the Packers, it seems like they'll make a trade. It seems like Aaron Rodgers will have a new team. Um, but look, there's lots of lots of stuff on the horizon for the Packers and Jordan and Numak have it all covered. Of course, we also talk about pop culture at Make Time for This. Um, up next on that feed will be an episode on Air, the Ben Affleck directed film about the the Burt of Nike's Air Jordans. Very good film. We'll talk some more about it, but if you haven't seen it yet, I recommend checking it out. Repod. If you go to joinrepod.com forward slash cruising for bruising, you not only have an app, a player, where you can listen to every episode of the show and all your other favorite podcasts, uh, but you can also check out our room in there. You can leave comments under any individual episode. If you've got thoughts, you can ask Andrew and I questions. It's a great place for all things cruising for a bruising. Of course, you can also get in our Discord group to talk brewers basically all day, every day. gspn.info, you'll find the details for the Discord and really everything else we do right at that link. Well, until next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Adam. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.